Hey guys, welcome to Pretty Killer Podcast. I am your host, Jordana, and I am joined tonight by two of my favorite people ever, Sean and John for, from Dewey Pod Monster. Gentlemen. I feel like, feel like we're just going to let you down with our favorite people ever. So You haven't so far, so I think it's pretty good. But how are you guys doing? I'm doing pretty good. I can't complain. So as we're recording, it's the week before Christmas, so I'm pretty much mentally checked out, but still going to be at work all week. So I got that going for me. Cheers to that. Best mm-hmm. way to describe it, because yes. Yeah. Sean? Yeah, I'm doing you, good. You need a smaller boat? You need like a little <laughs> a little tuggy, tugboat? Yeah, something a dinghy. <laughs> a dinghy, yes. I need a dinghy. <laughs> a little dinghy. I feel out of place now. I need to like edit my name tag and just do... I don't know. Jordana, I'm the fucking shark. <laughs> a fucking Bruce. <laughs> right. So um, what's been going on with you guys? I know you guys just dropped the children episode on Dewey Pod Monster. I've never seen that, by the way. Don't. Or do. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's you. not really missing much, but it's um I mean, it's it's kind of one of those like comically bad movies in a way, but I'm not going to go as far to say that's so comically bad that it's good. Um, <clears throat> there's some things that are pretty funny in it, but um, as it is today, again, this is right before Christmas. So we have Silent Night, Deadly Night coming out tomorrow that we're dropping. Yes. And then we're having a... After call with that, I guess we're going to do a live screening of Silent Night, Deadly Night at Batch Brewing down in Detroit. So yeah. it's basically just a whole week of punish, naughty, and antler boob death. So I am so fucking here for it. I love that movie, especially like the two weeks before Christmas. And I could watch the sequel like every night and I'd be happy. <laughs> yeah, we really kind of in retrospect, probably should have done the sequel instead of the, or the, well, just the second sequel, two through, or three through five is a whole different yeah uh, thing, mess. but that's a very accurate word is mess, yeah, especially <laughs> for with that weird extra, like, alien birth thing that happens, it's a lot of goop. It's just so weird to go from, like, what we got to, like, how, how do we go from point A to point D minus, like, I don't. I don't get it. I love how that franchise, like, I, I don't think it's a, a stretch to say that the first movie is a pretty sleazy 80s slasher in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. But yeah. But I like how of all the things from that movie that they embraced for the sequels, it was sleaze that went out of, on top of everything. Because sleaze in 80s horror is just like chef's kiss. I love it. The, Not the a complaint. Sp- yeah. I was wrapping presents and Greg has never seen silent night deadly night too so i showed him garbage day and he's like and i'm watching his reaction as he's watching it and he's like what the fuck and then the car does like the roll and he's cracking up he's like will you send that to me i'm like just sit and watch the movie with me so we start wrapping gifts and as most people do they you know slowly drift away from the presence you know oh Mm -hmm. and they sit back and they're watching and not doing the wrapping and he proceeds to fall asleep. But every single time he woke up, <laughs> there was tits on the screen and like people having sex. And he's like, oh, <laughs> like super excited. So hmm. Doesn't sound like a bad way to wake up. I know. But hopefully he'll watch it in full. But um, I'm really excited about tonight's episode. Uh, so as everyone who's watching knows, I love 
Jaws. And I know it feels kind of out of place that we're doing Jaws in December. It's like, you know, typically July 4th movie, summer movie. But uh, there's someone who has not seen Jaws. And I'm really excited to pop his Jaws cherry. So, Sean. Me? <laughs> yeah. It's me? <laughs> I mean, oh, I thought John I hadn't seen it before. I should have let people guess who it was. Get some lube. Here it comes. Because I am going hard. Like... <laughs> I am going hard. I'm so excited. But um, so just to like start off though, uh kind of wanted to get your general like well, let's start with John though. John, what are your general thoughts? Because <laughs> I have to wait for Sean. General thoughts on Jaws. Like, where do you stand with the movie? I have a real soft spot for this movie because this is one of the only horror movies that my father liked. And it was one of the only ones that we could really like bond over. That was a horror movie. Usually he was like, I just want to see some boobs and some explosions and stuff. I'm like, I don't understand why you don't like more horror movies then, but right. um, this is the one that he really liked. So he, you know, gave this to me at an early age, which I think he thought it was going to scare me out of, you know, getting in lakes and water and stuff. And it didn't. Yeah. Um, but as far as like just an overall arching thought without going into detail, mm -hmm. I'd say this is one of the essential films in the history of film. It mm -hmm. is, I'm not going to go as far to say it's perfect, but it is a testament to why Steven Spielberg can be a fucking genius and why practical effects are what you should do every time without question. That's perfection. Like you just described that perfectly. And, you know, like you said, it's not, it's not a perfect movie, but I feel like it's like a, a cornerstone to, to film. Like it's just so, yeah. uh, it's just, it defies genre. It's it that kind of movie, which there's, especially in the horror genre, there's not a whole, I mean, it, there were, there's a handful of them. It seems like a lot of them came out in the seventies, but mm -hmm. there's not a whole lot of movies in the horror genre that are really, that defy genre like they should appeal to pretty much anyone yes and even some of the ones that i think that i would argue could do that like movies like the how like halloween the halloween halloween <laughs> or the shining or um stuff like that um i think those more so than this movie you kind of have to have at least a toe in the the horror swim tank before you actually fully embrace those movies where mm -hmm. i think this one kind of goes over that absolutely it jumps like, the shark yes it's like a general like i don't know like you think of uh sean's gonna kick my ass with all these shark puns <laughs> keep them coming you talk <laughs> i love it uh it's kind of like godfather you know what i mean like those types of movies where you talk like godfather star wars you say mm. those names and they're such heavy hitters i feel like jaws fits in that category for me i know some people are like I've seen letterbox reviews like it's a one star because it's so fucking boring and it's this and that. And I get it because everyone's taste is different. Um, yeah, not everyone's right, though. Exactly. Not everyone's right because it's amazing. But Sean, hmm. what, is, what are you like without because we're going to dive into it <laughs> without spoiling too much? What would you think like your overall thoughts after watching it? Well, how about I tell you what my overall thoughts were before I watched it? Like the reason I didn't watch it. Yes, please. Okay. Well, I don't really have a good reason why I didn't watch it. I think <laughs> for me, I can only speaking for myself, of course, mm -hmm. there are times when you hear about 
something. It doesn't have to be a movie. It could be a TV show. It could be a record or a band or somebody like that, that you hear so much about, like you don't necessarily absorb everything or that you haven't, you know, you don't believe, or you don't pick up on everything that everybody says. And, and it gets to a point where someone says, you haven't seen this. You haven't, you haven't heard this before. You haven't watched this before. And for me, I kind of like, okay, well, if you're just going to keep talking about it, I don't really feel like I need to see it. Right. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's bad. I didn't really have any opinion on the movie. I mean, I knew it was an important movie and a lot of people talk about the movie. They hold it in high regard. And I think for me, just over time, I want to say that there was like, when I was younger, we didn't have cable. We didn't like if this, if the movie didn't come on regular broadcast TV, like we didn't see it until we rented it or whatever. And I, it just wasn't the movie that my parents, my sister, they're not really horror or thriller kind of people. My sister a little bit more than, but my parents are not. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, they wouldn't let me see anything over a PG movie until, I don't know, I was probably 13. And I remember seeing on TV, they'd have commercials for trailers for movies. And it would say, you know, oh, PG, my sister's 10 years older than I am. And my sister would, oh, PG that, you know, my sister and I can go see it. My parents would see the R movie. That's what we'd say. And I don't think my parents really went to the movie that much either. (laughs) But yeah, so it was just more of like. I think one time in a hotel room or something when we were staying somewhere, Jaws 2 may have been on TV. And I and I knew like the obviously, you know, the theme, you know, you yeah. can't escape that. No, I knew people swimming and people getting pulled under the water and maybe the camera angle from under the water. But I didn't know like any of the and even going into the now, I didn't read anything about it when you said that, hey, you want to watch this movie and talk about it with me, you know, for yeah. your first time. I was like, OK. And I just didn't. I held off as long as possible. I did. I watched it literally today. So before today, I didn't, and I'm talking like 12 hours ago, and I didn't have any like really preconceived idea of what it was about. I knew, I knew who was in it. Yeah. I knew I actually, what ends up happening was different than I thought. So that was a surprise. And I think I talked about it with, with John and we had BP on the show on our show a couple of weeks ago. And it's like a sporting event, you know, the outcome. Yes. And you watch it and you keep expecting it to be different. Like, mm-hmm. oh, man, the team's really doing well. They're coming back. Like, they might actually win this thing. You know in the back of your head the whole time that they're not going to win. <laughs> and that's yeah. kind of how this ended up because there was something that happened at the end that I thought happened that didn't actually happen. And I was oh. like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, that's a good surprise not seeing it. And But I didn't know, like, how – I had no concept of how how the movie played at all because I just knew – the real high level stuff. It's about a shark. Yeah. And the shark kills people. Yeah. And there's a beach. Spoilers for anybody yeah. out there. The shark kills people. Casey and um, <laughs> right. In case you hadn't seen it either. <laughs> and uh yeah, I knew that Roy Scheider was in it. That's like the extent of, of what I knew about the movie. And my brother in law was like, You gotta see this movie. You haven't seen it, you gotta see this movie. I'm like, Do I? Yeah, do I really do I really have to? Well, I feel like there's movies like that that are kind of like my best analogy for this one is like the Taylor Swift of movies. Like, you know who she is. You know that it's like a super popular thing. But the more that people are like giving it energy and investing in it, you're just like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I just don't care. Yeah. You know what I mean? You feel like you kind of absorb it through all the other media that you've seen. And you feel like I've, I've lived my life. 
and I don't really need to listen to a Taylor Swift album or I don't need to watch Jaws because I've lived so many years without it. I don't need it in my life. You know? I don't know what I'm missing. I don't yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I can live without Taylor Swift, but Jaws is something that I can't shake off. I don't know. So, Ever. I know. Oh, and let's God, not... John. Fucking Taylor Swift. Everywhere I go, <laughs> like I, I had to go Christmas shopping because usually, like you know, it's online deals. I like to do online because I hate going out in public and being around mass crowds of people. And everywhere I turned, there's a cutout of Taylor Swift. She's playing. I hear people talking about it. I'm like, I fucking hate Taylor Swift. I hate her. You should, you should edit in a groan meter for all <laughs> the puns that John will lay in this episode. Oh my god. Can I, can I say something that? Shark mouth opening. I want to thank Taylor Swift for making the Chiefs suck. <laughs> yes. I hate, I fucking hate the Chiefs. So, oh my God. I didn't realize I hated the Chiefs so much until Travis Kelsey was on TV a lot. And now I hate the fucking Chiefs. So I'm kind of glad that she's distracting their best player and aside from their quarterback. And they don't have anyone to help them out. So don't go talking about my auto like that. <laughs> my auto. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know, like there's your now, drone meter again. So. I'm just gonna put it down at the bottom. It's just gonna be Bruce's mouth. Just getting. I need a drop button just with booze. <laughs> I have applause. No booze. Oh. No booze. Yeah. Boo. We could just do some rim shots or something. There we go. That's like I, I wish they had that automatically in recording session, so you could hit boo to someone, just be like. <laughs> Bad connection. I have this thumbs up thing that you can do, or I don't think thumbs down works. Or maybe it doesn't work for you. It works on ours. Okay. Oh, there it is. How that, how still do I have to be? Do I have to do a, a I think it's the light. One? I think it's the light. Okay. I'll do it at a different time because I don't definitely don't <laughs> want to turn on the light because guessing you want to edit around the thumbs up part of the audio <laughs> podcast. So. Just envision a little right. um. Um, so, okay. So I feel like the best way to do this though, because John, I kind of know obviously like your thoughts, but I thought that we could just do a couple questions. We can each go around and answer them. I'm so excited. I feel like I've sweat on my upper lip because I can't wait to hear what Sean has to say. Okay. So Jaws. I've never had anybody wait for my opinion so badly. I feel like. Kind of empowering. I feel like I know you. Okay. Like we've. We've hung out, we've recorded a couple times, and I just feel like I know you. So, like, something as important as Jaws to me, I'm waiting for, like, an art, the clown reaction. I'm waiting for just, like, a, a total, eh. And here I thought you were going to get through talking to Jordan without that clown coming up. Never. I feel like it's a staple with us. <laughs> I always have to drop it. This is where the boom meter would come in. and <laughs> It'd be, like, mm -hmm. the top. But... Um, so, okay. I'm going to start with, let's just like kind of talk about our favorite scenes in the movie. Cause there are some iconic scenes. So I'm going to start with John. What, like what comes to mind are some of your most memorable favorite scenes? My favorite scene in this movie is hands down without question, the best drinking scene in the history of cinema, watching them all on the Orca, yes. all kind of schnapped up to begin with and just getting worse and they i know it's something they stole from chasing amy and you know kevin smith's probably still pissed about that but the scar story that wraps with them singing show me the way to go home before their boat gets ran into again mm -hmm. is <clears throat> it's great because it's after a great moment of tension 
and it's the only time that you see Quint kind of open up in the whole movie as yep. far as being not a prick, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of nice because I like him as a prick, but I almost like him more as a drunken, lovable weirdo. Yeah. Um, like a weird sea guy. Um, but just the way the dialogue plays, the way it's shot, the way it's so out of sync from what else is happening at that point of the film and the story yep. is just it's it's masterful to me i i it's one of my favorite scenes in all cinema and by far my favorite scene in this movie same it's so like it's so simple like the the Mm -hmm. like describing it's just the three of them sitting around and like you said you see this side of of quint that you don't really know if it exists you know what i mean because the whole time he has this such like a rough exterior and he's an asshole but she's asshole that you kind of grow to love you you know kind of wonder if you're ever going to see like a vulnerable side to him and, and you get it. And I love so weird how simple it is, but when the shark hits the boat and the light goes off, but it just focuses on the light when it's spinning. Cause you get mm-hmm. that like sense of a oh, fuck, like something bad yeah. happened. I love. And I love how they're like, how they're awkwardly folded up like limbs on the table to show off their scars <laughs> and stuff. Like you would have to be like several drinks in to contort your body that way without being, cause you know, we're all of not 20s at this point. Like, my leg doesn't bend that fucking way without some kind of lubricant. And Even when I was just younger. Like, yeah, they're just like, plunk, <laughs> check this out. So, uh, it, what's his it name? just... Richard Dreyfuss, when, he, when yeah. he pops that leg up and he fucking twists it, I'm like, that's fake. Like, there's no way that he <laughs> twists his goddamn leg that far. Because I, every time I watch it, I'm like, uh-uh. It's not real. Yeah. But it plays perfectly. Like I said, that's that's by far my like number one scene in this movie for sure. I do. I love that scene. That's like top of the list for me. Sean, what about you? I was just going to make a comment on the age thing. I looked it up because I was like, how old is Roy Scheider in this movie? And he's younger than I am now. And he looks like in his 50s. He was 45. Wow. I think. Yeah. I was like, man, what? These people didn't take care of themselves or something, man. <laughs> out in the sun all the three-pack time. Three-pack-a-day diet. Yeah. yeah, maybe that's what it is. He three, was like Six-pack-a-day, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, He's like shoe leather. leathery looking. Yeah. But to answer your question, I think my favorite, it's kind of a it's kind of a sequence of scenes. I think after that drinking scene where they're when they're on the boat, you know, trying to hunt, hunt, hunt down the shark and they have the barrels on them and stuff. Yeah. And... The way that not only the scenes play, like the give and take of the of those scenes, like with the they're building tension, they're taking away, they're give, they're bringing on tension, they're taking it away. The way that the movie is also scored, it's a John Williams score. Yes, they have these like these moments where it's like this, um, like kind of whimsical music that plays in the background, like a shanty almost. Yeah, and. It gives you a false sense of hope. Yeah, you're yeah. like, oh man, they're, we're right near the end. Everything's going to work out. It's going to be great. And they're going to, it, this shark. No, we're going to kill them. Yeah, there's <laughs> not going to be any problems. And then it instantly, within the next like 10 seconds or minute or so, mm-hmm. it the music drops off, the music changes, and you're like, no, they're <laughs> to, to borrow a page out of John's playbook, they're not out of the water yet. They're still, you know, they're still going to be facing this shark and what's going to happen next. Right. That and you was, kinda, that was, yeah, just like John said, masterful. Yeah. John Williams, like, again, an, another movie that is, I feel like, great visually, but I feel like without John Williams 
scoring it, it kind of like John Carpenter with Halloween. You kind of like it goes hand in hand. I love Still that. got nothing on the theme of Friday the 13th part three, but pretty good. You're <laughs> damn right. That is a f- amazing. <laughs> you can't help but do your little. What that is. <laughs> exactly. It's a banger. I still drive around listening to it. I love it. I always play it when like Halloween comes. I always throw it on and I just get down. I love it so much. Yeah. It's great. Um, but that's a really good scene. That's like one of my favorite scenes because like you said, that false sense of hope, like it just feels like they're out in a boat cruising, you know, they're going to be home soon. And then literally shit hits the fan. Um, For me, my favorite scene is the beach scene with Alex Kittner. Um, And that whole series of events in the shot of Brody when it pans up on him and just like that panic. And you, Every time I watch it, I get a sense of an, like a small adrenaline rush because it's so intense. And just imagine like witnessing that and seeing that. And I don't know. I wish they would have um, did the more intense scene that they had because oh, the one know, where they kill the kid where they, yeah, where, but like his mouth is Supposedly. completely open and the kid is like yeah. in it and you get to actually see the whole thing. Like, cause I feel like I haven't seen the scene. I've seen the image of the scene, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen, I, I would like to see that wherever that ended up, but I think I found probably it on YouTube. So. Yeah. I think I found it one time when Sam and I were talking about it. So I'll have to send it to you. But even like when he gets attacked and how brutal and fast it is and you see him thrashing and then you see the blood, it's just so like, again, and I'm talking about kids getting killed. <laughs> it's not Ron, like, do you know what scene we're talking about? Me? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I don't know okay. about the... No, I've seen the movie now, so... Well, I didn't... Again, spoilers. I, I have seen yeah. it. But I haven't seen the the Shit. cut that you guys are talking about. It's, it's But yeah, the it, kid goes out on the raft. Yeah. And, and, all then, the, and they're like the... He's like, mom, you know, mom, his mom looks really old. Grandma. I don't know I'm so hung up on these people's ages. Mm-hmm. That That's crazy, though. Like, that casting, you know, that was just like a filler. Like, a quick, like, yeah. okay, she can act and she can be in it because that woman looks like his grandma cresting on great-grandma. Well, the thing that, about all the characters too is is because it's the seventy mid seventies. It just seems really out of place that all these people, like the, you know, on the Fourth of July when the mayor comes by and he's like, "Hey, get out in the water," you know, they're yeah, we're waiting for some. And the guy the, and his family go out. It's three kids. The kids are all under ten. The parents look like they're in their sixties, <laughs> and you know, like I said, different time, right? Everybody looked a lot older, but that seemed like a stretch. Like all these people, the parents just seem like they're so old. It's and true. you would think back in, you know, 40, 50 years ago or whatever, 50, close to 50 now, mm-hmm. you would think that it would be like nowadays, it's normal to see parents that are older, Yeah, you know, because people have their careers and they put off having kids till they're later in general. Mm-hmm. And in that, it would be like the opposite. People are having kids younger. So all the parents seem like super ancient and it's, <laughs> it just kind of sticks out as being a weird thing to me that I I picked up and that being like a really just weird takeaway from it. And it's funny you say that because like being younger, because watching it at such a young age, like John and I did, I never like, like picked up on that until, you know, and you get older and you're just like, wow, that's his mom. That totally feels like. Yeah. It should be his grandma or something. Yeah. When I watched this as a a kid, I thought anyone who looked over 25 was old as shit. So I guess it just didn't really, it just kind of blended to me. So it's the power of watching this at like eight, 
So <laughs> yeah, I know. And like you said, it didn't it didn't scare you, but like for me, I had because I I was born in Orlando and I grew up in Orlando. Oh. You know, it didn't scare day. me out of the water. It did scare me, but it didn't make me want to like. I think we, our family had the uh, little lake cottage, which mm -hmm. is common in Michigan. People have their houses, and then they have their cottage where they go and they throw their kids in a lake for a few hours. And oh. <laughs> I, yeah, it's you know, now they just give them tablets, but this is how they turn <clears throat> sprays kids yeah. know, in the eighties and the nineties. Mm -hmm. Um. When my dad would throw me in the lake, I would come out of the lake and they'd have to like drag me out like at sundown and stuff because I just wanted to go play in the water all the time. So I think in his head, he was like, maybe this will get the little fucker out of the lake so I can go home and go back to the bar. <laughs> Scare him shitless so he doesn't want to go in the water again. But that's how right. I was too. like. I was a little fish, but I'd have those moments of an irrational eight-year-old where I would be in the deep end. Or I'd be like mm. swimming to the deep end and I'd look back and think that I saw like the outline of the shark like they'd have in the movie. And I'd and panic, swim and jump out like out of breath. And my grandparents are like, the hell's wrong with you? But it's that irrational like fear of a fucking shark devouring you, ripping your limbs off. It's horrible. Oh, so from the favorite scenes to like who who's your favorite character? Because there's quite like... There's quite a few, like, mains. There's some background uh, characters. Who is your favorite, John? Quint by a billion. I love Quint. Quint is, he's probably top 10, top 15-ish. I don't know. I didn't never made a list of it. But he's in the upper echelon of characters, period. I love Quint. He's just mysterious. Like, you don't get a whole ton of him. You don't get a big backstory of him aside from what he tells you on the boat. And mm -hmm. he's a drunk fisherman for all I know. He's making that shit up. I don't know. Right. Um, like he's got this weird respect for Brody, which usually I'm not a big fan of characters who respect the police officer, but whatever. <laughs> um, he's played perfectly. It's the only movie I've ever seen Robert Shaw in that I've really enjoyed. And mm -hmm. he's, just deranged and just on the edge enough that every time he's on screen, I'm just, I'm, I'm a happy guy. So he is by far my favorite uh, person in this. And I never liked Richard Dreyfus. He's good in this movie, but I mostly think of him for the shit he did after this, like Mr. Holland's anus and what about Bob? And I just get annoyed with him. So I have a hard time separating Hooper from Richard Dreyfus. And yeah. that's a problem for me. I mean, Roy I can see that though, because Richard Dreyfuss is kind of like, like Hooper, I don't know, like he's relatable and there's times that I like him and there's other times I'm just like, he's such a little dink. Yeah, like, exactly. Maybe, maybe he should have got eaten in the cage, you know, and then you're kind of like, eh. He looks like a Weezer cast off, which I wouldn't have known that at the time when I saw this first, but I was like, this guy looks like he would be like the uh, fill-in guy when Weezer's basis has a flu or something. <laughs> maybe, maybe Weezer is, are Hooper cast-offs. It's also a possibility. True that. So. Uh, one of my favorite scenes with Quint is when he's at the town hall meeting and he gives his speech, the nails on the chalkboard. And I just, I feel like Quint is like a, a character that could never be played ever by anyone else other than Robert yeah. Shaw or his son who they did the sharks broken and he played his dad and he looks identical. And I think he sounds just like him. So that's okay. Like that's fine. I love the scene where um, they get the second and third barrel on mm -hmm. Bruce. 
and you know the wire the wire the um rope doesn't work very it, it works but it creates a problem so he goes and yeah. hacks him off with the machete yeah i love how he just plants the machete in the side of the boat mostly because it's a really cool it's just like a visually satisfying scene it's yeah. like a little clip as it is but then it comes back when he meets his fate because you get to see him kind of grab it at the last second and go stab happy i'm like that's a nice little touch that would be easy to just kind of give him this knife for no reason but right. it's nice that you get to see him planted there within reach for what happens, I don't know, 10 minutes of movie time later, something like that. So, yeah, I, I love that, too. And I think it's another death that is in high regards, like on my list, because it's like Randy, Quint, those ones broke my 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 heart, shattered my little horror heart. Um, oh, spoilers, Quint, about Quint and his uh, end. Yes, so. and his little dinghy. Uh, Rosalind watched it with me before, and then we went to go see it, and she's like, halfway through it, she grabs me, she's like, does Quint die? And I'm like, yes! <laughs> like, we've watched Spoilers, this before. <laughs> oh, she's just, oh. And I think she had a sense of like what you were saying, Sean, where she was hoping that maybe the storyline would change somewhere, but definitely didn't happen. But um, who do you enjoy in the movie, Sean? Yeah, I mean, I think the same answer. I think Quint is like the the character that I, I like them. I mean, I like the main three, obviously mm -hmm. yeah. the, the mayor. I mean, when you watch the movie, you can totally, he's not a favorite. I'm just going to go off on this for a second, but it's like, you get the whole capitalism, like, <laughs> well, sorry, people's lives are in danger, but we got a town to run, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> if we close this beach, man, right. We not, we're not going to have, we're going to be on, I think Quinn actually says it. Like, if you don't get this thing under control, you're going to be well on, you're all going to be on welfare this winter. Yes, you know, and I think yes. Quint, I, he's relatable to me because I'm a bit of a surly asshole at time too. At times too, mm -hmm. so I can I, I feel uh, I feel a bit of a kinship with him, although he's probably much harder worker than I have ever been. But uh, <laughs> just <laughs> just like John said, the mysteriousness of him when he talks in the town hall meeting, everybody's listening, and he's like, "Hey, you know, you can do it for three three thousand, but if you want to get it done, I'll do it for ten. Yep. I need a case of apple brandy. I need a, a color TV. You know, he needs all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. If you want this taken care of, we we can get this taken care of, or you can have these other jobbers come out here and have the dock tear torn apart and the the Christmas roast or whatever is going to be. <laughs> I love that scene too. Yeah, going to be eaten at first when I'm watching it because there's that little that little like ship hand that's Quint's helper guy that you only see in a few scenes and he's just kind of in the background. He's walking with them. Yeah. And when I first saw the scene on the where the dock gets torn apart, where those other two jobbers, jabronis, are like trying to catch the shark, I'm like, is that is that Quint and the other guy? Like I didn't put it two and two together until he fell in. I'm like, oh no, that's just some random guy. Yeah. You're we're gonna be able to buy be able to buy a bunch of roasts for the month for three thousand dollars. <laughs> I know, and it's like, what are you like idiots doing? Why would you go and do it at dark? Like if anything, like think of what would backfire. I mean, obviously what happened, but that's the stupidest fucking plan ever is to go try to rope in a shark when it's fucking dark. Yeah, they had some chains. Yeah, well, yeah. Just throw a ham on a fishing hook and cast. <laughs> yeah. And, and another like perfect <clears throat> description of the movie though is like that, that scene is short, but it's also like panic inducing because you're just like, you know, waiting. And I love how you can kind of see the shark cresting through the water. Like those are some of my favorite scenes is seeing such a big beast like that do you hit a point now with it though where you just look and go you dumb bastards because <laughs> yes. kind of, that's kind of how i watch it now and i i 
I realize that this is one of those movies that I, I couldn't even tell you how many times I've watched it because I've been watching it the majority of my life. Mm-hmm. But I mean, for better or worse, like everything up until they're on the Orca, I'm just like, you dumb fucks. So, <laughs> <laughs> But like back in the day, definitely can see that happening because not a ton of, not in a mean way, but like not a ton of common sense. You know what I mean? Like, right when Hooper comes to town and everyone is literally in the water, just throwing out blood and they have dogs on the front of the boat and like just idiots. And didn't Hooper say, what, what's his line when they're all on the boat? He's like, Oh, you're going to, you're going to die out there. He says something. Yeah. Something they're like all, that. Um, on the yeah boat. They're all overloading one of those boats. Yes. Mm. Just like, like those guys are all going to die. Out. <laughs> I think I like that about Hooper too, is just his little. I mean, Snarky. Yes, but like he does have common sense. I uh, I really I like Cooper. I love Quint. Quint is my favorite, and Brody like he drives me nuts because he I don't want to say he's a pussy, and obviously like a big part of the movie is his distaste for the water. You know what I mean? Like Jaws isn't just about a three ton, twenty five foot great white shark. It's about Brody's you know fear of the water conquering it going out i love that but in same regards i'm like you're a total pussy and just go out and fucking do it you're the sheriff i think he's also like the stand-in for like the audience you know Mm -hmm. like what the how would you react to this thing yeah you're not going to be the hero necessarily i mean he's the sheriff or whatever so he should be heroic in some way and he is yeah but all the trepidation all the like caution like he's trying to do the right thing when the like we talked earlier when the boy gets eaten out in the that sound bad when the boy gets eaten in the water uh mm-hmm. by the shark he didn't get eaten out just clarify <laughs> that um when the mom comes and confronts brody about it and he's mm-hmm. like you know she slaps him and says this is your fault if you would have closed the beach earlier you know this would never happened and you're more concerned about whatever yeah and hooper says to him like you didn't deserve that and he's like no i did because he it's like just some random not a random but it wasn't in his control but he is the face of the people of the authority yeah so when he fails you know he feels he feels guilty about it obviously but he takes responsibility for it because it is ultimately his responsibility. So I feel like, you know, a normal person in that situation, unless you're a sociopath or something, would probably feel the same kind of way. Like, well, I've got this pressure on me not to close down the beach, but I've also got all these people in the town that they're, I'm responsible for their lives. So yeah, this kid, he, and he feels, you know, sympathy obviously because he has kids that age and the same thing almost happened to his kids. So yeah, and then you see the turnaround with the mayor after mm-hmm. the incident in the pond where he was like, my kid was out there. And it's like, yeah. you fucking idiot. Like, that's what he was trying to prevent. <laughs> I think that's one of the hardest pills to swallow in the movie is, like you said, Brody tried so hard because he knew, like, what it was. And he knew the severity of it. And he didn't want anything to do with it. He just wanted to shut the beaches down and get it taken care of. And then it gets drawn out. And then, like, that scene is is super powerful because you can just feel how ashamed he is but he's going to stand there and take it like a man because, you know, of his responsibility. Yeah. Yep. Sean, I'm, I'm assuming since this is your first time watching the movie, you, this is a no for you. But Jordana, have you read the book before or at any point since seeing the movie? I did when I was younger. I read like half of it. I didn't finish the whole book. Um, I attempted to. So there's a whole like mafia angle that explains a lot of the mayor's 
motivation and why Brody is kind of being controlled by that in a sense, which is obviously not in the movie at all. And there's part of me that wonders if it would be better because it would make the mayor seem like, a, well, maybe not less of a prick, but a different, like a more understandable prick. <laughs> a more relatable um, prick. Yeah, like, it, you know, obviously if it's a different conversation, conversation if you're like, well, yeah, there's a shark out there, but we need to make our 50 bucks this week on, you know, tickets or whatever, as yeah. opposed to, well, yeah, there's a shark out there, but these guys are going to break my legs if we don't open the beach. <laughs> so, you know, yes. it, it gives a little bit more. There's other stuff in the book that's not in the movie, and most of it is for the better. But yeah. I kind of wonder if they had left that. I mean, this is also a movie that's over two hours long, so maybe adding anything to it would almost be kind of ad nauseum at that point. But right. it might kind of lead a little bit more to the motivations of the mayor and to a lesser extent Brody as to why he kind of is so, for lack of better wording, a pussy through half the movie. So, when you you know there is like a little bit of of the mob sense vibe when he's going over on the ferry and mm -hmm. all like the corner. The, when they're talking about it being a boating accident. Yeah, and they're all kind of like, yeah. and he's like, but you said it was a shark attack. And he's like, well, it could have been. And they're all kind of like, yeah. you know. We've seen that. We, we've seen that before. Someone has gotten run over by a boat before. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it happened in a sleepaway camp. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which comes out in 10 years, roughly. The crossover that we need, Jaws and sleepaway camp. Angela on the beach. Oh, I would be shark so for it. With their the shark is Angela. <laughs> yes. The shark sitting there with a knife and a big dong hanging out. Perfect. Oh, shark dong. Maybe yep. the dong is just a shark. Jaws 6, sleepaway Or it's Jaws. Angela and she has a shark dong. Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, yes, yes, yes. All of the above. <laughs> yes, all of it. But here's what we do. Angela's on the beach with a shark dong, and the shark is somehow standing on top of the water with a human dong, and they're just staring at each other with the knife. <laughs> and then dongs. at the end, the one dong just goes... Yep. <laughs> a degree. So End. But okay, and also touching back on what you said too about the two hour mark, because <laughs> mm. I could go on about like Shark Dong and Angela Dong for a while, <laughs> and it's so immature. I'm not gonna do it. Eh. I love it. But um, the two hour comment, I feel like this movie is one of those movies where it's okay that it's two hours because I feel like it doesn't feel it. It doesn't feel it. And also, if you were to take away something that seems minute and like not important, it's they're kind of like all relevant and they kind of all flow together. And like, really, what would you cut? You know what I mean? Like you think about it and you're just kind of like, this is a tolerable for me, two hour movie. I agree. You know, this, the biggest reason why, at least I always say, I don't like movies that are two plus hours. And I think Sean and I have had this conversation more times than, and we're going to have it again, apparently um, <laughs> is once you get past that hour and a half point, roughly, that's when you start looking at your watch like, Jesus, how much more of this do I have to go? Yeah. And that's really where the problem is with two hour plus movies is you're, you know, we all have lives. We all have shit we have to do. We all got to make dinner, take out the trash, whatever is going on that day. Yeah. And once you get past two hours, there's a lot of times where you're like, all right, this is good or this is bad, but I got shit to do. Let's move it. This movie at no point, like, even now, having watched this a billion times, like I never look at my watch when this movie's on. I could, this movie is just one that it it keeps you engaged, and all those little scenes you're like, well, you could trim this or you could trim that. There's it's 
similar to the thing or similar to Halloween. Like yes. you take something out and you're actually missing something because all those little scenes, like to use Halloween as, as an example, you think this scene where they're just sitting in the kitchen is like nothing. And they're just saying they're bullshitting. But if you look close, all of a sudden there's a white mask floating around in the back that, you know, is Michael walking through creepishly or something. Yes. Obviously Michael Myers isn't in this movie for better or worse, but again, another a lot crossover. of stuff. That would be right. amazing. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff in this movie, whether it's in the foreground, the background, or just a little line of dialogue, a little thing here, a little thing there that ties things together in this movie. And it's one of the things that lead to this being not just a great horror film, but a great film and a, a masterclass in storytelling. Absolutely. I completely agree with that. Um, so now that we talked about characters, and I know like we've been really talking about things that we've liked, but like things that stand out in the movie that you just that make you feel a certain way so like um i don't know if like cinematography for example could be like one of them but john what would you what would you pick for things that you really enjoy about the movie uh we already mentioned the score but that would be one of the things that i think is just so well done so i'm not gonna we already went over that i'm not gonna yeah stand too much on that i love that this is a very summertime feeling horror like we have as, as all three of us are horror fans, like there's movies in the genre that kind of feel like they go in certain parts of each season. Like we, we mentioned Sleepaway Camp. That feels like an late summer, early fall movie to me. Absolutely. Halloween obviously is a, you know, fall movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you get movies like The Thing that are best, you know, we're all in cold weather areas. Yep. Who doesn't want to watch The Thing when it's January? It's like 20 degrees outside and there's 10 inches of snow and it's still coming down. Like it's it yes. sets a mood with it. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of horror movies that feel so well placed for like June, July. Mm-hmm. Like it almost feels out of place for it because it's bright and people are like not depressed for some fucking reason <laughs> and shit like that. Yeah. So this is like such a like great movie just because it places in that time of year really well. That's one of the things I really like about it. Yeah, 100%. Sean, what about you? What did you enjoy? Things that stood out to you that you really enjoyed about it? I think the thing that I was really surprised by in the movie, other than the movie itself, because I hadn't seen it, was was like <laughs> how much humor there actually is in the movie. Like yeah. they just, especially in the first half of the movie and, you know, kind of even leading into the boat, the drinking scene and all that stuff. Yeah. But there's just so much little little things that are said or actions that happen in the movie. Um, I think at the beginning when he goes to the, when, when Brody goes to the hardware store and he's buying like the paintbrush and he knocks the thing over and he's trying to get signs painted up. Yeah. To, to, there's a comment. Like, I don't remember all the exact comments, but you know, there are little comments that are made that are just kind of, you know, I kind of chuckled to myself or, or the, the doc scene when the two idiots are out there trying to catch the fish, you know, or the, the shark. And they're like, I don't know, you know, that or the the scene where they get the tiger shark and they hoist it up and they all get their picture around it. And the guys oh. are just like high school. Oh, what? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Come on, guys. Two rows. Uh, everybody stand in the back and everybody kneel in the front, just like high school. Yeah. And the other thing that I was um, really uh, surprised by is that this is a PG movie. Yes. Um. Mm-hmm. And there are things that, like in the beginning, the girl goes, takes her clothes off. I mean, I think she has bottoms on. Yeah. But it's not like you can't see what's going on. 
I got in trouble for that. Yeah, because I mean, seventy-five. They had skinny dipping. (laughs) They had three. They had four ratings. They had G. They had PG. They had R, and they had X. And I don't even know if X is a real rating. I know. I feel like like I never see the marketing thing. Anything that says X, it's just like not rated. But I had Jaws as a background at my at my work that um and a girl told on me because in the picture like obviously in the poster the girl's swimming and like you can see the shape of her tits like i don't mm-hmm. see i don't think you see nipple but i think you see the shape of tits and my boss pulled me aside and they're like she's like i love jaws but you can't have that as your background because you know and i'll call her out wanda was pissed and i'm like well, fuck her fuck wanda fuck wanda but in the scene she's in the water you can like i don't know if it was just my tv or something but i could see i could see a nipple you know i was exactly i got a little excited about that the other thing (laughs) um is like it gets so they when they do the textbook when he's looking through the when when uh brody's looking through the textbook to try and find out more about sharks at the beginning when he doesn't know anything there's like pictures of people with like injuries where their chunks of their side or their uh flesh Blank. is just hanging off their bones yes so <laughs> gross like, whoa <laughs> i was not expecting to see that but you know and and just going back to the humor thing when hooper when they first when brody and hooper first meet there's just i mean hooper is just a great comic relief character for a lot of the movie because he's so dry like, yeah. the delivery is so dry but it's perfect. i can appreciate that yes absolutely and i love uh Oh my god! Like just like the little lines, like when he's on the on the beach with the old dude with the swimming hat, and he's like, "I heard you don't like the water," and he's like, "That's some bad hat, Harry." And he just walks away, and the yeah. wife's like, "You're tense. <laughs> like, quit being an asshole." Yeah, that's a good that's a good sign. To, that's a good one to the the old super old dude. Yes, I'm gonna be my grandpa. I'm gonna steal a moment that's great in that, but right around that scene where he says the bad hat, Harry scene, I love the shot where something happens in the water and the way they zoom in on Brody's face. Yes. It's such an intense, like extreme close zoom. And I, it's, I know it's just one quick tearaway scene, but it's a perfect little use of building tension without showing you anything at all. It's, it's iconic. Again, it is. And it's awesome. And this is what Spielberg's second movie. It's like, it's no fucking wonder this guy went on to be one of the best filmmakers out there. So absolutely. Like just like his drive and determination to get the film done. And that mm-hmm. brings me to like, one of my favorite things about the movie is the practical effect. Cause the shark is like, you know, for the seventies, I think that's pretty fucking rad. How like real the shark looks. I mean, I know there's some scenes where the jaws just kind of like chomping, but it doesn't look like, overtly fake like it just there i don't know i just i think that's i've seen a lot of shark movies Mm -hmm. and i can tell you although this doesn't look real it certainly doesn't look as fake as the majority of shark movies so true and i think the the fin i think they did a really good job of mixing like wildlife shots in with shots of the mechanical shark yeah i think they did a really good job blending that together because where they didn't have things that looked realistic on the shark, they could replace it with, with footage to make it look like I was thinking about that when I was watching it. I'm like, there, it's hard to tell in some of these spots where it's a shark that's actually in the same water Mm -hmm. or if it's uh, the mechanical shark or if it's some other just shark somewhere else. Like raw footage. Yeah. National geographic type deal. Cause that's a big thanks at the end is like national geographic for supplying Mm -hmm. this film or this film stock or whatever it is. So yeah. yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of things that they they just blend it really well together. You can't unless you're super scrutinizing it 
and that's why when you see those scenes where it is like the hinged jaw and all that stuff yeah it, it it's kind of off-putting mm -hmm. but i think that you can suspend your disbelief because the rest of the movie just works out so well at least that's the way i felt yeah and like even in the in the moment like if it's an intense scene you just think about it for a second and then you're on to like the next crazy thing that happens so it's not like it's like you're left focusing on it it's leads into something else that draws your attention to something bigger i love too how so much of this movie is shot in open water and not mm -hmm. on some like gigantic hollywood pool i mean obviously if this movie were made like in the last 20 years it'd be a ton of cgi it'd be a ton of you know green or blues or whatever they're using now whatever color screen and yeah. i can't imagine they would let a film crew take a fucking boat out and go chase a fake shark around <laughs> you know i know like they would probably but that's gonna cost like at least 40 bucks we're gonna just do it on this computer for 15 so <laughs> yeah, exactly um, and you guys are gonna love it because it's newer but it does such a great job like although there's a lot of this movie that feels kind of bright and vibrant and you know that there's impending doom coming like once it gets like to the point where shit's really hanging the fan mm -hmm. The feeling of isolation in this movie for these three characters, especially yeah. after, you know, Quint loses his shit in amazing fashion and smashes their only <laughs> means of communication. Because, yeah. um, you know, they don't have cell phones. But just watching them, like, like seeing the little shots where, like, you'll just see, like, a still shot of the orca just kind of floating away, and then the fucking barrel will pop up or something, and you're like, yeah. oh, fuck, they're, like, mega fuck now so. <laughs> well, you think you think of it too you're like okay the ocean is so broad and so wide right. like okay maybe the shark has gone because like a shark isn't really gonna stalk someone and then like you like like the isolation part and you feel like okay maybe we'd be safe and then it's a pop of like no motherfucker like yeah still here and i'm gonna eat you <laughs> and i think that's what like develop my love for creature features is this movie because you only see the shark fully like i don't know like the runtime the total or something like that yeah like, 11 like, minutes something like that it's not very much no and the ending is so cool too because when you do see them it does look good for the time but just like the the pond scene i think that's another one of my favorite scenes in horror period is when the guy's talking to the kids because they're out in the sailboat and he's like you guys okay and you see the shark coming or like it hits him and then he's in the water and you see the shark crest up and then eat him. Oh my God. Like I could watch that and replay constantly and just love it every single time. And two with, it kind of leads into Halloween with Michael Myers because you only see, you see like glimpses of the mask or him standing there. Then you see him at the end. So I feel like. He's only got like 12 minutes of screen time in the first movie too. So mm -hmm. it's, it's very much so. And, and again, I know we've talked, we've probably all talked about this. It's the whole less is more philosophy. Like you get yeah. so much more not knowing what's scaring you than you do. But like once you see it, it's like, okay, well, there it is. You know what's coming. And, and you can rule out a lot of things at that point. Like if you see how big the shark is and you're in the kiddie pool, you know that you're going to be fine because that fucking shark won't fit in the kiddie pool. So, <laughs> exactly. You know, stuff like that. So it, it does a lot more. Um, I mean, it's kind of like a catch point too. Like I think we all like the Godzilla movie where you see Godzilla and he's huge and he destroys all of whatever city he's decided to be angry at that day. But um, at the same time, I think from a like psychological or horror standpoint, mm -hmm. it's 
way scarier to not know what's going to kill you than to be absolutely aware of what's going to kill you. Exactly. Or like see little glimpses of what's going to kill you. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I don't know. It's perfect. And I think that's why I love Halloween and Jaws so much is because it builds such a great story. You have great characters, the cinematography, the music, it, it, it's like a perfect recipe for a movie. Um, But now we talked about a lot of positives what do you guys feel for like negatives things that kind of stood out to you that maybe you didn't like so much in the movie, John, <laughs> I know it's hard to, to think of something. I mean, I don't really like Richard Dreyfus, but I wouldn't change him in this movie either. Like mm-hmm. he's, you'll never hear me say like, I like Richard Dreyfus other than like that statement right there. Yeah. But I can't imagine anyone else playing that character and doing it justice. And I'm sure someday we're all going to, well, Sean might not care, but Jordan and I are going to be pissed because mm-hmm. A24 is going to remake it and Rob Zombie is going to direct it. And I'm not going to be thrilled <laughs> about that. But Cherry yeah. Moon Zombie is going to play the shark because that's how <laughs> it will happen. I um, might watch it if she's the shark. If she's not the shark, then fuck that. I hate saying it, but I'm going to watch it no matter what they do because I'm an idiot. But that's beside the point. <laughs> there's this movie. I mean, there's things that I could say like these aren't my favorite things. Like I said, Richard Dreyfus. I'm not, um, you know, if you could find a way to keep everything intact, but still somehow get this down, maybe 15 minutes. That might be something I would like just because of my overall opinion of runtimes. But yeah. um, I don't. I feel like anything I could say negative about this movie is just like extremely nitpicky to the point where I almost need to tell myself immediately, shut the fuck up, John. You don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Well, I just want to know because I feel like, you know, we can talk about a movie and just, you know, sing it from the rooftops, how amazing it is. But there's, I I always wonder if there's like things that stand out to people or they, not like they're, I could do without hearing the nails on the chalkboard and headphone chalkboard and headphones again. That's not pleasant. So yeah, I hate that part. Yeah, but yeah, no, I don't have any real negative that I would throw at this. Not not anything that's tangible. Okay, I'm I'm cool with that. Sean, what about you? Anything that Uh, you know, not 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 anything that I could point out without being super nitpicky. And even if I was, I don't know if I could really think of it now. The only real complaint that I have is that this kind of goes back to the whole not watching it ever Mm -hmm. uh, and hearing so much about it is it's not really, to me, I didn't really, it was suspenseful, it was thrilling, but I didn't find it much to be a horror movie at all because it just, there wasn't really anything that was particularly scary. Yeah. But that's really the only only thing. And I think it depends on too when you see it. Like if I were to see it when I was younger, like more formative years, more like I'm going to go to the lake house or I'm going to go to the ocean, you know, like one of those open water kind of things. Everything that would be scary to me was already absorbed or pressed into me because this is a thing because jaws is a thing. Yes. Nothing about nothing that actually happened in the movie was surprising really. I mean, again, like I can, I don't know if I should just get to it. Like what I thought happened and what actually happened, please. I thought that Richard Dreyfus died. Oh yes, I was in led to scene. yes. I was, in the book. I was led to believe yeah. that he was like a character that you you know the audience like really started to like, and he gets killed. Yes, and, and you don't really that, see it play out. 
I mean, you do see it play out, but you don't see him actually get eaten by the shark. Yes, chomped. I like that. Well, he doesn't die. I mean, he he swims to the shore. Yeah. So I was, I was, but I was just under the impression, like over all the time, and I don't know where I even picked the idea up because, again, I, I don't even know many people like the circles that I ran with. We didn't watch Jaws. (laughs) Like I know a bunch of people haven't watched Jaws, so that's not really like it. That's not something that's super crazy to me, but. Other people seem to think it's a big deal. I mean, I just think oh well. In, in but the, I thought he died, so it was like, oh, he doesn't die. That's crazy. I thought when the I thought for sure when the honored. when the ropes get wrapped around his leg, yeah, and it, and it's just like a short thing. It's like a like a thirty second thing, and he just pulls his legs. They like pull the rope, and he pulls his legs out. I thought he got cut in half. I thought oh, that's what was going to happen. I thought you were talking about that would have been rad. I would have enjoyed that. <laughs> now that's non shark death number one in the movie. <laughs> I feel yeah. like that's something that, and I'm not saying it like in a bad way, because mm-hmm. I don't really care for Rob Zombie, but I feel like that's something that he would do oh, in, yeah. in his yeah, adaptation probably. of Jaws, you know? But I thought you were talking about the scene when he goes down in the cage. Yeah. I, I didn't know. I thought that he was dead long before that. I didn't, I didn't know anything about <laughs> any of that. So I was like, oh, he's got his wetsuit on. That's cool. He's going to get in this cage. But then, yeah, and then because that leads the anticipation because I thought he was going to die. <laughs> That like, okay, this next thing that he's doing that's real important, he's not going to do. He's going to get his arms chopped off or chomped off because they're out of the cage with the spear. Well, then he just gets spooked and, you know, as anybody would, he drops the thing. (laughs) And then he gets out of the cage and he escapes. And I'm like, he's going to get eaten. He's totally going to get found. He's going to be scrounging for the spear at the bottom. Yeah. He's not going to be able to find it or he's going to find it the last second and he gets chomped. But then he just hides and the what happens happens and he swims away like oh okay Much like <laughs> well, that didn't happen that's not the way that i thought that was gonna happen <laughs> realistically too like if i were in that situation i would not be like trying to be going anywhere but like hiding right if a fucking shark was attacking me i'd just go to like a coral reef and plant my ass there for a minute i'd be going away that's where i'd be going yeah there'd be like brown coming out of my wetsuit like a little right. cloud because i'd be shit myself swimming away are, are sharks attracted to shit oh wait <laughs> I'm good. That would be bad. I would realize that I'm not a strong enough swimmer and be like, you know what? I'm just going to dive right into the shark's mouth and get this over with. <laughs> just take just take me now. Just get it over with. Why why dry it out? Yeah. I just I, I think that's one of I think it's one of the worst ways that you could die. Honestly, like I know that there's way worse ways to die, but be, uh, just being at the beach cuz I love the beach. I love swimming. I love all of that. And you're just having a good goddamn time. And then someone, some shark comes up and bites your ass. Eats and, you. Yeah. Takes you. Takes, yeah. Like the not way a fan of dying. Yeah. I don't, I'm not a fan of beaches. So yeah, same. Oh, I, lo- I love a beach. But now that I get older, now that I'm getting older, I don't like sitting there for long periods of time because when I was little, you know, I well, was like, hot is dog. there a bar at the beach? Well, yeah, I mean, most. Well, I'll, I'll be at the bar. Yeah, on most the beach. beaches, they have tiki bars or something. Yeah, yes. I'll be at the tiki bar. So there's no least, sharks at the tiki bar. No, Look at this at least, complexion. I gotta stay out of the sun, man. I gotta stay looking young. <laughs> I gotta stay <laughs> at the bar the with sun. Sean talking about Black Devil Doll from Hell and not yeah, yeah. Halloween storylines. You can't yeah. be looking like Brody, like a piece of fucking shoe leather, like a belt See? you just wrap around your waist and call it a day. Yeah. <laughs> I think my exactly. biggest complaint about this movie would be Pippet dying because I hate when animals die. And they should have they should have showed Alex 
I think a lot of people, it's a huge debate, said that if they did it, the intense death scene of Alex Kittner, it would have been too much. I think they should have went for it. I think doing what they what they wanted to do and the vision that they had, I think that really would have set the tone to kind of push it over the threshold of like Sean saying, it's not really that scary. It, it, there wasn't like a lot of those moments. I think if they would have had that in the middle. I think as an avid gorehound, I would like to see it. But mm -hmm. I think bigger picture, and especially yeah. like, one of one of my other favorite movies is Jurassic Park, which mm -hmm. takes up. I don't want to call it inspiration so much because you know obviously it's the same director, but obviously what he did in this movie built a lot of what we got in Jurassic Park. At least I I think it did. Yeah. Um. I I would, again, as a gorehound, as a guy who likes to see people get you know in in film, not real people, um, <laughs> you know, get dismembered and, and whatever with it. Like I would have loved to see it for that, but yeah. I think in the smarter part of me, which is, isn't much, <laughs> uh, realizes that he probably made the right decision holding back because ultimately it makes the reveal of the shark at the end that much stronger. Absolutely. And I, I just feel like there's a part of me that wishes that Quint never died because I think that, they could have done without Hooper. I think that Hooper could have gotten it. Yeah, and, fuck Hooper. Give me yeah, more points. Exactly. And even Brody, like, maybe he shot the shark and maybe it was, like, on its last limb and then he came up and just, like, ow. But Quint. I do think it's stupid when um, Brody crawls on the side of the boat and starts firing him with his pistol. I'm like, are you fucking kidding? Like, what? What? <laughs> I, I hate that part, too, because it's like, yeah. what, what is it going to do? Just going to One, he misses over? him. And two... <laughs> Yeah, what what do you what the chance okay, I don't think they had Mythbusters at the time when Jaws came out, but they did a whole episode about shooting people in water, and apparently that shit just doesn't work. The water slows the bolt downs and bullets down enough that even if they hit you, it's not a lethal shot at that point. Hmm. But no. uh yeah, well, you know. If I ever get shot at, I'm just gonna run towards water and just dive in. <laughs> that was actually their advice. There you go. Get in yeah. the water. But um I don't think I can outrun the bullet. I think I would run and my fat ass would be like on the ground, like, oh, just shoot me. So <laughs> I give up. <laughs> yeah. I know that. Um, anyway. Well, that's good because I thought there'd be more like, I don't know. I just, I feel like I'm being biased because I love it so much. So I wanted to get the opinions of other people because I know people that don't enjoy it and I know people that equally love it. But as an overall rating, and we're going to do one to 10 stars. John, what would you give Jaws? I'd probably give it a solid nine. Um, again, there's it's hard to say anything bad about this movie or anything that's not nitpicky about it. It's so formative. Like so many movies, I don't want to say they wouldn't exist, but this movie has been influenced so much. Like it's yeah. influenced the entire creature features genre, mm -hmm. the entire horror genre. Um, you know, how many times have you heard the movie Alien? referred to as jaws in space you know yep. it's it's one of the most influential films in the history of film and rightfully so um the characters are great it's an extremely well written movie it's mm -hmm. well directed it's well shot it looks beautiful the scoring is damn near perfect it's hard to really talk shit about this movie with anything other than being either mr edgewars like i think deep blue sea is better well you're wrong <sighs> Um, thank you. Cause there are people 
Yeah, sorry, Mark. I was going to um, say Mark because it comes to mind immediately, yeah. and I love Mark because he's great. He is great, but you know, he's wrong on that one. Yes. Um, <laughs> but, or, I mean, other than that, or, and Tron, I'm not saying this directly at you, but just the whole idea of, like, I'm not watching this for whatever reason. Like, that's fine, but that doesn't really inform an opinion either. So if you don't want to watch it, that's fine. But you can't really say, like, fuck Jaws if you haven't watched it. If you've watched it and decided you didn't like it for any reason, if you're, well, the shark is not an actual shark. Okay, fine, whatever. It's boring. But, yeah, fine. There's but at least you watched it at that point to... to have whatever wrong opinion you're having so just for the record i never said fuck jaws i know you before did. i'm not I, I you know what Stop i'm not putting words in my mouth i did not say that he sent you me said the clip fuck you not fuck jaws <laughs> so. that's more like it don't misquote right. me mm-hmm. sorry John, what would you give jaws one to ten I mean, it's against goes against every fiber of my being to give it something out of ten, but I would give it. Um, I'd say I'd give it an eight. I really enjoyed it. I I don't know what took me so long to see it. Like I said, it's kind of the common parlance or whatever that people are like. This is a great movie, and I'm like, okay, it's a great movie. That's cool. Yeah, I'll take. Is word it a great it. movie? Yeah, it's a great movie. Okay, I guess I'll see it. Yeah. I mean, I think, like I said earlier, you hear so much about something that it's just like a foregone conclusion and you feel like you've absorbed so much of it just through osmosis. Like I, and I didn't even know what happened. I was like, yeah, it's probably a good movie. I just, it, I just haven't seen it. I haven't seen the rock. I haven't seen Armageddon. I haven't seen Casablanca. I haven't seen citizen Kane. Like there's a shit ton of movies that people are like, you got to see this movie. I'm willing, I'm willing to correct it. the issue of you not seeing the rock. The other ones I don't care about. So, okay. Yeah. Wait, I mean, I haven't which one seen is the rock. Stuff. Where Nick Cage and Sean Connery do like ninja shit against like mercenaries on Alcatraz. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that either. Nick Cage is very much so on like uppers in that entire movie. Now that would be fun to watch it for that. I mean, that's not part of the story. I'm just saying he is on uppers. You know, is the the way he plays a character. Well, that's kind of like. Why? I don't think it's the way he's playing the character. I think it's what he is on. (laughs) Maybe he's just high on life. Yeah. That's why I want to do now since we got Sean to watch one. I know I'm like literally walking on eggshells with you, Sean. So please. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, this movie was so awful that I don't know if I could watch another one. You know, I know. eight out of ten. What a piece of shit. Again, like I'm gonna be You're in for a big treat if you think two through four are as good as one. So well they're and five. Spoiler alert, they're not, but there's some like so the upper thing, Dennis Quaid being in three, he literally said like cocaine was written into the budget for that movie to be filmed. And I obviously you can see why in that movie. And it's fantastic. I love three, I but for a whole different did I Sean, I think I've told you this before, but three is basically it was I want to say this because Friday the thirteenth was the first big 3D movie of that era of 3d mm-hmm. and jaws was like the same year maybe like the second or third one after that and the first time i saw it, the shark looks like a trash can with like a shark fin on top of it just being pushed at the tv every five seconds is so, that the one with my cocaine i believe so okay i love three three is just such a guilty pleasure it's at sea world mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, there's like amazing chase scenes in SeaWorld and then everyone's on cocaine. It's fucking brilliant. It's perfect. 
And we got to do five because Cruel Jaws is just fucking a whole different. You'll like Cruel Jaws. I can guarantee that. You will. So. There's a Hulk Hogan lookalike. It's Hulk Hogan, no steroids, though. Yes. So it's just like Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> but we need to, I, I want to do like a, a follow up and not have you watch it all at once because I don't want to, again, have you unfriend me permanently from life, but watch them and then I want to like rank them. With you guys. Only if you'll do Death Wish. I promise I will. There's five of those. Okay. That's we'll shake on it. Okay. We'll so do we'll a do virtual, we'll do a virtual, virtual uh thumbs up here on the old stream. <laughs> I need to turn my light on so Yours I can work, do it. Though. Sorry. Wait, but, does this mean I have to watch all the Death, Death Wish movies again? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Yes. But just like going back to it, I there are movies that are made, and John kind of touched on this. There are movies that are made that are ones that you can point to to say this has had like a big influence. This is one that holds up over time. And even with, you know, it's from the mid 70s, there's the technology is different. People are different. Yeah. The way people look is different. Mm -hmm. All that kind of stuff still going into it. The, the movie holds up. It, it could be made in any time frame. And it doesn't matter, you know, you could, you could write in, you could make a, I don't want to see this happen because I'm not, I'm like kind of against remakes, but yeah, you could make this again. You could have the exact same thing happen. And this time around, you know, the cell phone coverage in the middle of the ocean isn't great. And instead of smashing the CB or whatever, which they probably would still have, yeah, the, the cell phones just don't work. You know, you could still do that. It's because the story is so strong. Yes. The, sto the story, the 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 story in the movie is just so strong. It doesn't matter what kind of other things you do. And and again, Alien is John's Jaws in space. It's it been it's been mentioned, and it's kind of like you just put it in a different setting, and it still works. So it's like the story, the framework of the story works regardless of the time frame that it's in, and and it just it just holds up. I mean, it's still a good movie, almost fifty years later. Yes, I agree. And the thing is, too, it's like. I I think it's just it's 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 aged so well it was done so well that I think the idea of a remake would scare people but also like challenge them like in in the regards of like someone like Rob Zombie or like fucking uh, what's his name Jordan you're gonna will Peele. it into existence <laughs> if they remake Jaws I swear to God I will you literally... know what I would be okay with if you had to pick a big name director to do it. I wouldn't be. I would be more than willing to give Jordan Peele a chance to remake Jaws. Rob yeah. Zombie, I'd be pissed about. I'd be complaining before I ever saw it, which is not fair to the movie. But Jordan Peele, I'd be like, okay. I, I'm not a big fan of Jordan Peele. I think he's a little overrated personally, but Thank I'd you. be willing to um, give that one a go. Mike Flanagan is someone that I think may, might do it justice. I don't know if we've had this conversation before either, but uh, hmm. I think Mike yeah. Flanagan would. And don't hate me because I'm not doing this purposely because Sean's here. But I think in the respect of practical effects, I think Damien Leone could do it. <laughs> Jaws comes out and skins people alive and then like... You eats know, their crotch. Rubs bleach. Yeah, eats their crotch and rubs bleach in their eyes or something because Slaps with his thin. Yeah, his face paint on. <laughs> but all jokes while aside. while in front of their mother while going, I don't know, <laughs> honking a horn. <laughs> right. I think. And then ICP starts playing. He says whoop whoop, and then skits back into the and water. Spray Fago all over each other. That exactly. would be. The ocean is just Fago especially with ICP. I just think that he has such a love and respect for the movie that, and with his effects, I think that he might do it justice because how much he appreciates it and that he is a director. 
I with all due respect, I'd like to see him tell a story. Yeah. Any story first. Yes. Like I... not just a highlight reel. Um agreed. But I just I don't know. I just feel like there's so many people that would want to like I don't want to say change it, but I feel like they'd want to do like their own thing with it and it would just, I don't know. Wouldn't you have to, though? I mean, again, for the only one that really comes to mind that tried this was Psycho when they tried to do a shot-for-shot shot remake of it. Well, they did the Night of the Living Dead one, which was kind of like that, but Sfini did his own thing a little bit, too. Yeah. But we've seen people try to take a classic movie and do a shot-for-shot shot remake to just bring it up to modern technology, and it doesn't play. Like, it doesn't work well. Um, aside from seeing Anne Hache's butthole, like, there's really not a whole lot to take away from Psycho. Shut Do you really see yeah. her butthole in it? Yeah, in the shower scene. Oh, damn. Hmm? That's fun. I want to go down, there. and for some reason, the cheeks get spread, and they just said, yep, yeah, we're leaving it. <laughs> oh, God. I don't remember that, but okay. That's a, they must have, that's a fine looking butthole. You know, home in on that. <laughs> but I, mean, I don't I don't gotta think, sell like, tickets. So a shot for shot. I wouldn't want to see a shot for shot, but I would want to see something kind of like along the same lines, but different storyline, maybe change that it's a sheriff, maybe a female lead. I don't know. We'll see. You know it's gonna happen sooner than later. Eventually, yeah. Yeah. There's no there's no sacred cows. I mean not at all. I mean, look what look what uh DGG did with Exorcist and completely I haven't seen it yet. Don't because you'll waste that movie is two hours. Yeah, you didn't you didn't give your rating on the movie, although I think I know what it is. It's it's a 10. I I hold Jaws and Halloween like I know before I said Terrifier 2 is a 10, but like I think I was just overexcited. Halloween and Jaws will forever be my 10. They're perfect in my mind. They're my comfort movie. When I'm sad, I want to watch it. When I'm happy, I want to I watch it. Halloween's still the only movie on our show that I've given a perfect score. Well, I agree. So has Sean given a perfect score? Um, I really liked Evil Dead Rise, but I don't think it got a perfect score. You liked yeah, Evil you Dead liked Rise? That. I liked it a lot. Who's the other one that you liked a lot? That Slither. Me. You liked Slither a lot. Oh, too, yeah, I like Slither a lot. A, a I don't one. think you gave it a perfect score, though. No. Slither's mm -hmm. really good. No. I could see that. But I uh, I love that movie. I think it's just forever. It just holds such a uh, place in my heart. My grandparents, that connection. You know what I mean? Like, when you have that, just sure doesn't let go. And then you got Rosalind, who now sometimes quotes things and talks about Quint. So I'm hoping that I'm passing that shark fin on I to want, her i want more rosalind episodes on your podcast because her commentary is just fucking perfect so <laughs> she kills me she's so i've so referred to her poltergeist like breakdown of the real estate uh and the zoning <laughs> in whatever city i was like why would you put a house next to a cemetery and another cemetery that's dumb <laughs> like, perfect <laughs> i love it and then she something so philosophical in a nine-year-old sense, then to, oh, the neighborhood just looks like the one from E.T. You know what I mean? Like the little. She doesn't talk about it like a nine-year-old, though. She's, again, very, um, what's a good way to say this? Uh, she She's 
very insightful on her critiques on it. And if you had told me she was a 20 year old, I would say she still sounds the same way. Yep. Telling me she's a nine year old is like, <laughs> so <laughs> she's crazy. I love it. I, I want to, I'm going to, I'm changing the format of pretty killer podcasts and the amount of episodes I put out coming in the new year, but I definitely want to do an episode with her because like every month, cause she's so much fun and I love her insight on things because like I you agree. said it's coming from a nine-year-old and you expect like a nine-year-old and, and you get that from time to time with some of the stuff she says but then other times i'm like how do you know how to express that at your age it's cool hearing a perspective though that's so fresh on it because whether it's jaws and i know sean hadn't seen this before but even sean's probably jaded to this movie to an extent just because of everything you said like you hear so much about it blah 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 etc yeah as adults we all have our like i think i was saying to you i'm like i love when sean lets me watch sleazy like 80 slasher movies i actually have heard of as opposed to you know some of the other stuff that we dive into <laughs> like that's my favorite thing and we all have our preferences and whether you like it or not that's really going to kind of play into what you think of a movie absolutely when you're dealing with someone who everything is fresh to you it gives you such a it it takes you back for me it takes me back to like oh this is how i felt when i watched movies when i rented them from a video store yeah i was probably like what the fuck is a video store <laughs> so. i know explaining that process to her like not like mm -hmm. stuff wasn't streaming and you had to watch whatever was on, on tv at that moment mm -hmm. like you know like a certain show was on Thursday night at nine o'clock and then you know just explaining it mine was blown she's like what she's like a VHS VHS I'm like yeah it's this bulky thing that you put in the VCR player and and it, it's it's baffling to her but sometimes we, the player ate the tape and you were really screwed <laughs> I know and then you had to get that charge when you couldn't bring it back to the video store but we <laughs> took her to go see Thanksgiving in theaters and I kind of like had to get insight from people to see if it was appropriate, because I assume there was, was, I was, I was assuming there was going to be some like nakedness or some really. Celia uh, Roth, I would ex expect it to be damn near an X-rated movie. But surprisingly, there was not a lot of nudity or sex at all, which. Bummer. <laughs> it was kind of like fucking, they put the cheerleader knife scene in the trailer. Well, in the original trailer. I'm not gonna say you you guys haven't seen it, right? No. I won't say I much. Suck. It's. It, it's 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 done well but it's cool to like see her talk about how it, she she said it felt like a scream movie and like explaining explaining it in that sense like when we were done with it and i'm just like i couldn't been more proud i got like misty eyed i'm like i'm so proud of you <laughs> i'm so happy <laughs> but you're way off topic i know i'm so sorry to go off off that way but um we will be back in the summer in 2024 to do death Wish, death sure. note is it? De <laughs> it's definitely death wish and not okay, death. death note. Death wish, and then we will do the sequels of Jaws to hear Sean's thoughts because I can't wait. Because John and I feel like we like the same out of the franchise. Um, I'll be curious to see what Sean says. But um, after seeing this, it did make me want to watch the others. I know that they're not they're not all you know up to snuff. Yes, but I was like, I, I I'm curious to see. Obviously, knowing after the fact that they make all these additional movies, and I'm really looking forward to watching Cruel Jaws, but I feel like I need to work into it. Like, I need to get the absorb all of it. 
yes. to be able Shut- to really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I should know this because I talk to you on a somewhat regular basis about shitty movies. But how do you feel about shark movies in general? Yes, I, I don't really have much of an opinion. I mean, I've okay. seen, I've seen. I know Ultimate we watched. Swallow, I know we were watching Italian Shark Encounters the third time at the bar about a month ago. Yeah, I don't really have uh, a. I don't really have an opinion on them. That's good. I mean, that's good because if you hated them, then that would definitely persuade you know, different feelings. Um, but I don't know. I, there's, I have a soft spot in my heart for every single movie. Cause I grew up on them, but now, I mean, who am I kidding? When I'm an adult, I sit and get severely high and watch it and love it. So I can't really say that I don't like it. Bingo. Makes everything <laughs> yeah. better. It does definitely. Um, there's not a whole lot of things better in the world than, you know, a couple gummies and sharks of the corn or house shark yes, or sand shark. Yeah. Sand shark or shark encounters of the third kind. So I need to watch that. But Santa bad. Jaws. You do. Santa Jaws. That so. fucking little Santa hat on his fin and the the chiming <laughs> bells as he crests the water. Doesn't he impale people with like him several yeah. times? So yeah. yeah. It's great. So, I love it. But tis yeah. tis the season to watch it if you're gonna watch it. Yeah. Shark movies are a very uh stupid and entertaining genre, which with the exception of Deep Blue Sea, which tried to be a good shark movie. So many of them were like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. There's a shark. Let's just go ahead and ham this shit up for an hour and then see if we can make 50 bucks. <laughs> which it's it's hard. I like all the real quick to to say like the the shallows with um Blake Lively, 47 meters down, like all those movies, I get what they were trying to do because they're trying to take a shark encounter and having that happen in a different way than being on the or orca the Meg, where they're like we're gonna be scary and then you have jason safe i'm like oh, i'm gonna punch the fucking shark in its fucking face and that's like the end of the movie you know yeah and Great. it's horrible <laughs> i mean it's horrible in one sense it's also like well jason statham just punched the fucking shark in his fucking face that was somewhat entertaining <laughs> so definitely but i just i don't know there's i can't get i can't get into the serious tone ones i know it's horrible to say but like Mandy Moore and 47 meters down. I just wasn't invested. I didn't care at one point. I'm like, just fucking eat her and let's like end this because I just did not give a shit. The the, the one with Blake Lively had moments. That's but my again, opinion of Mandy Moore, like in regular everyday life, not just in shark movies. <laughs> just fucking take her down. Eat her and get it done with. Yeah. Be done with it. But I don't know. I hopefully maybe we'll get like a cool shark movie eventually. I know that they had the black devil of Cortez. And Sam really enjoyed that one. I think that came out last year, or was it this year? Um, but Sam said he really liked it. So, oh, and he liked the Meg too, because I know like the Meg was a thing. Yeah, but he liked it the same way I just said. It's got Jason Statham punching sharks. Like <laughs> we all love Sam for the same reason because he has really good taste in film, but he also has really good taste in shitty film, which we all enjoy. So. Yes, that's that's true. That's why well, I think and we all like him because he's an amazing human being, which, you know, but that's beside the point. So. <laughs> Love you, Sam. Shout out to Sammy. Um, but I am glad that you guys got to hang. That We got to do a little hang before 2023 is over. I'm glad that Sean got to see Jaws. And I mean that like not in a make funny way. Like I'm happy that you got to see it because it's a good know. movie. Yeah, it, it is a surprise. Good movie. Yes. Yes. He said it. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm just um, kind of curious what would have happened if I'd be like, man, 
this movie was shit. This is the worst. I was I hoping when that. I went on. I didn't think that was going to happen, but I was kind of hoping for that. I was internally, I was not like hoping. I, I was hoping that you'd hate it because I, I, I would love to hear the perspective of someone yeah, who didn't why. enjoy it. Yeah, because I know there, I know it. Ex- that people exist that don't like it, and I, you know what I mean. Like I'm pretty open with people and their opinions and being able to have them because that's a thing. Some people, it's a hard concept to grasp, but like okay if you don't like the movie and it's good to debate it so i was kind of hoping that we would get that tonight but overall i'm happy that you enjoyed it we'll get that with two (laughs) we'll wait to the next episode but what do you guys have going on coming up i know you said silent night deadly night at uh in detroit which i wish i could attend i want to attend one of these things that you guys do That'd be cool I just to told you I was almost up and drove to New York today to go to a dive bar, but that didn't happen. But um, what do we have going on? So we don't have anything too crazy going on uh, past this week. When, side note, when do you plan on this going up? This is going to go up next, um, I want to say Wednesday. I want to do like a, okay. a, a midweek episode. So, Wednesday. Okay. So plant so what do we have going on so more than likely when you're hearing this tomorrow we're going to have a live stream with jordana and sam uh coming up where we're going to talk about our favorite things of 2023 which i'm 100 percent sure is going to lead to a lot of our least favorite things of 2023 because there wasn't a whole ton that i was thrilled about um so that's kind of the kind of off schedule thing that we have coming up um so we'll have links up i'm we'll make sure that jordana and sam both have them too so if you follow any of the four of us or of course feature creatures we'll make sure that you can find that but past that uh we still do episodes every single week we are of course dewey pod monster is the podcast name you can find us on any of the major uh podcasting platforms if you want to you could also find us on our website which is at crap.town and we're now members of the you run podcast network so if you go to yourunpodcast.com, you can find us on there and i'm sure we'll have something else coming up but i don't know what it is yet so. when horror worlds collide like you guys and you run it's just like what a matchup like that's it's amazing. They're great. I they they're I don't know. Scott's great, and I like Scott's opinion. I like that Scott's willing to try and bait people into arguing with them over things that are trivial, and <laughs> usually he's entertaining. And and more often than not, I agree with his opinion. And when I don't agree with him, he's like, "You're wrong," but that's fine. <laughs> moves on. So it's it's fun to have a debate with him because mm. he's gonna allow you to debate it, but he's set in his ways, and that's cool because you know what? Good for him. Exactly. Good for him. So that's what we're meant to do, right? Um, well, I'm excited to do the live again. Thank you guys for hanging with me tonight. And um, yeah, I hope everyone has a great rest of their night and we'll see you soon. Bye. Woo woo. Woo woo.